you're listening to the How To CEO Show. When you decide to become a CEO, the world changed. You can either build a billion dollar company or you can crash and burn. We're here to give you the knowledge, advice, skills, and expertise to build a billion dollar company. I am joined by Yvonne Newlands. Yes, she is my wife. She's Director of Strategy at Agile Technologies. In this show, we're going to be looking at what CEOs need to know about working with international teams. Yvonne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So tell me, you have worked with international teams from an early age at Intel, at Apple, at EY, at Accenture, and now, and several other companies are now at Agilent. What do CEOs need to know about working with international teams? I would say it's more and more common. Mm -hmm. It's been more and more common uh, over the years. Even when I first started joining the workforce 20 yeah. years ago, at the time I was working with international uh, teams. And uh, I think things that I've learned kind of throughout the years, one is technology has enabled us to do things definitely at a, at a scale oh, that, yeah, that was unimaginable back yeah. then. But then also thinking things that I have really adopted throughout the years is not so much the differences thinking about the differences that make things more difficult. It's really the differences that help build uh, the team stronger. And also the differences that meaning bring different perspectives from different angles and, uh, and, and help actually drive better results. So the things I've done throughout the years is also kind of gave me more and more kind of awareness uh, around how people work differently across different cultures. And there's always, that's the cultural awareness part, but also I think how they, how they think, right? How they communicate. I think these nuances add to the kind of whole picture of, you know, working with international teams is really kind of have the broader uh, awareness and also knowledge of collaborating at a whole different level. So I would say one of my tips is video. The sooner you can get face-to-face -face with someone over video, it doesn't matter who they are, where they are, what time zone, it doesn't even matter how bad their video is. If you can actually get face-to-face, -face, if you can get eye contact with them, if you can uh, have a conversation with them and they smile and you smile, all of a sudden it's two humans, whereas you never get that same interaction over Messenger or, or over email. Mm -hmm. And so the sooner you can get that, uh, the sooner you can also not just, like, when you start this uh, relationship, actually speak to them face-to-face. Uh, -face. Try and have some of the meeting time set aside for not just agenda items, but actually getting to know them. Who ask them, who, like, oh, ask them about their family, their interests, their what are their goals and expectations. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's far too much, far too much of a... Um, thought process of I'm hiring this person who is remote or I'm speaking to this person who's remote and I want them to get this task done for me and that's all I care about. Um, if, if Think about it from a human perspective. If someone gets on a video from you with you and all they say is, hey, here's my task list. Where is my task? If they would do that face-to-face, -face, you would tell them to, to go away because they would be rude. Just because they're not next to you doesn't mean that you shouldn't treat them like a human being. And the more you have people from around the world, the more you actually get to know them. The fact that you stop and take a minute and get to know them as a human being and say, hey, we're going to work together. You know, what are your aspirations? Whether in a different office or whether they're working remotely, the more you make that human connection with them and the more you try, even if you're bad at trying, the more that you do try, the more it's obvious you're trying to make a human connection, the more the relationship will work. 
Absolutely. And also kind of for me, it works well with, uh, for me is really having that curiosity. And I was always curious about other cultures, always right. eager to learn more about other cultures. So I would you know, read articles online or just read news to try to learn about the other person's culture a little bit. And also, of course, by setting up the meetings with them and uh, just talking to them, asking about their, you know, more of a kind of a personal, like your personal goals and asking them about their, you know, family. So building this in sort of a personal relationship, I think is really important. And, um, and also I think the important is to really have this, I would say, empathy because um, people think differently, right? Even just people from the same culture, they think differently as, you know, they act differently as well. Just um, thinking about your interacting with other cultures, they have very different protocol, right? So some cultures tend to be a little bit quieter and right. you need to create this platform for them to speak up. Maybe you can create more of an offering platform, for example. And, and for some cultures, maybe they just, they're very quick to make decisions. Um, maybe we can, you know, do things you know, differently. I think just really by understanding the other person's perspective and angles and where they're coming from and really and what improved the situation. And uh, um, I think some of my most successful projects were actually done by international teams because they're bringing a lot of different perspectives to actually the most uh, effective way uh, doing things if you do it well. Yeah, so a couple of things that uh, I've, uh, I've read about and used in, in international meetings is is one is, for example, to have an agenda with questions and a Google Doc for people to be to uh, write questions and add comments in. And so that enables quieter team members who may, might not necessarily be so verbally expressive and also maybe not as uh, verbally confident um, if the meeting is in English to, to have their, uh, their thoughts and their input into the conversation as part of the Google Doc. And another thing is, uh, is that I, I met a Great lady who ran a team across Eastern Europe, and she was telling me that uh, the birthday parties uh, for her team in Eastern Europe, birthday parties were big. What they did was that whoever was, if they had a birthday, they would have they, the company would send a cake and uh, birthday things to the person's house, <laughs> and everyone would celebrate the person's birthday and have a birthday party for them online. Oh, wow! So they would have the cake and the things uh, on camera online in the team. But that meant that, uh, like, pretty much every week they were celebrating someone's birthday, and that was part of the part of the meeting. And uh, and they would share also what they'd done for their birthday. And that that kind of it made everyone feel included. It made everyone have a personal connection. And even those who were quieter still had their birthday celebration online, and so they're automatically included in it. And there was no kind of being out of that inclusion. So that was a great way to bring the team together. And then the other thing is I noticed that, uh, that you do is you change the when the meeting times are. So you have some, fortunately, early morning and late night. Uh, but I think also respecting other people's time zones and not just having it on American time zones means that you are respecting other people's time. And that is a great way to make them feel included. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also just making sure to really and mm -hmm. have a very productive meeting and have very clear clearly laid out agenda and also how you kind of sort of uh, moderate the and facilitate conversations and making sure you hit the agenda items, but also allow for some space for open discussion. But I think just, you know, respect, you know, other 
free time because sometimes because I have to coordinate a global meeting, you have people coming from you know, all of the places, and uh, to have um, to keep that in mind, you know, really have a, a sort of a compact agenda and uh, um, work in, in a way where people can contribute, uh, but also uh, within the set time frame. That's great, Bob. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much. I'm Mario Nunes. You've been listening to the How to CEO show. Thank you for subscribing, and I'll see you next time. See you next time.